Well, happy Mother's Day to all the mums here in this room and uh, to all the mums that might be watching online today. Uh, we trust that uh, you're having a special uh, day of Mother's Day already. Uh, this morning uh, I made a phone call very quickly, not to my mum, but mum, if you're watching online, happy Mother's Day to you and I hope you're having a cracker of a morning already. I know you don't have your favourite eldest son with you, but uh, there'll be an opportunity for us to catch up a little bit later on. But uh, for this is a special day and uh, you know what, it means different things to different people. Uh, but it's on this day that we do, we take an opportunity to uh, to stop, to pause and to say thank you to God for those women in our lives that uh, have impacted our lives in various ways. And for that, we are really grateful. You know, I've got the privilege today of having a conversation with uh, three uh, amazingly gifted individuals up here, uh, women, women of God uh, that have been uh, a part of this church. Well, Lucy's only 18, so she's been a part of the church here really? since, uh, well, for 18 years. Uh, but having been around here a little bit, uh, I've had the, the wonderful privilege of uh, doing a bit of life with each of uh, these individuals. And so some of us will know uh, who's sitting up here with me. But today I actually have an opportunity to have a conversation that I am really hoping and praying will be helpful to all of us in this room, not just the ladies, but to all us fellows as well too, as uh, we hear and have a bit of a conversation together. But let me introduce them for you because you'll know some, but others of you may not know them. On my far right over there, I have Laurel Broad. Laurel's married to, to Merv, and uh, they are fourth-generation farmers on the way out towards Bridgewater. So, Laurel, thanks for joining us. Why don't we put our hands together for Laurel this morning? Then I have uh, Lynn, which is Laurel's eldest favourite daughter. You put it that way because yes. you are the eldest, aren't you? <laughs> You're not the favourite one, I realise that. Lynn is married to Lee and they've got two children. And uh, Lynn has been a teacher at Creek Street for around 20 years. Lynn, you don't look old enough to have been a teacher there at Creek Street Thank for 20 you. years. So, uh, but anyhow, that's yeah. part of your story. Let's put our hands together for Lynn. And then right here I have Lucy. And uh, Lucy's 18. She is the granddaughter uh, of uh, our eldest granddaughter for, uh, for, for Merv and Laurel. And uh, she uh, is the daughter, obviously, of Lynn. But uh, she's a student in Year 12, finishing up uh, Year 12 studies. Hanging around Bendigo next year, Luce? Hopefully, yes. Hopefully. We hope you are as well, too. So, hey, uh, thank you to all of you for uh, being willing to be a part of a conversation uh, and just maybe just sharing a little bit of your life and your story. And part of our conversation today is really around, you know, each of them. We have three generations right here, and not often do you get uh, three generations that can have a conversation together. So I feel uh, uh, just very excited that we get to do that together today. But uh, maybe I'll start with you, Laurel. You know, uh, you are the matriarch of the family, if I can say it that way, in, in a very respectful way. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how following Jesus has impacted the course of your life. Well, Dave, I copped a fair bit of ribbing last night at Mervyn's birthday party about being the matriarch. <laughs> Wear <laughs> it with pride. I opened Facebook this morning and found out that Janelle, our other daughter, had mentioned it on Facebook. So, yeah. But anyway... I was blessed that I had grandparents and parents that both um, were Christians. And uh, I suppose I should have been in bed, but I have, uh, remember seeing my mum and my dad praying either side of their beds, wow. um, having their quiet time. So mm. I should have been asleep, I imagine. Um, so I was taught at a young age that Jesus loved me. I uh, said my prayers regularly. 
And during that time, I used to have terrible dreams. They were usually about lions, so I don't know whether I uh, had been to the circus and seen fellows standing with guns round beside the lions while they were uh, performing or what. I have no idea. So mum got me to say my prayers, which was fairly rote. You know, the family, the pets and all that. And I'd tack on the end, please, Lord, don't let me dream. Uh And, you know, I found out that God didn't sleep and I didn't dream. And I, I did that for quite a few years when I was little. So, yeah, that's one way that I sort of realised that God really loves us and God doesn't sleep. He's there with us, even when our parents aren't. Um, I grew up in a small country uh, church, had a wonderful Sunday school teacher that could make flannel graphs nearly talk. <laughs> and then... Um, some people in this room that won't know what flannel graphs are, Laurel, yeah. but anyhow... I'm with you. <laughs> well, you tell a story and she would just stand there with her Bible and she would just change things on the, on the flannel graph, on, to, on the pictures, and she was amazing. Yeah. She'd been a missionary with Aboriginal people in her younger days and she was well-trained. And some of you will probably know her. Um, then going, going to um, church and Sunday school and also... We used to have ladies from ESA come around for a week each year and they would take after-school programs. Um, that was really good. But, and we look, everyone looked forward to it. The whole school went to the Methodist church and we had these, these programs. And through that, we learned about ESA camps. Um, some of my aunties had been involved way back into the ESA too. But um, so I started going to ESA camps and, yeah, they were great fun. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed them, usually down to cows. And, um, but it wasn't until I was in year 12 and just finished year 12 and I went thinking I could be a junior leader and I realised there that um, I didn't, hadn't really given my heart to the Lord. I'd known and trusted God but I hadn't made a proper decision to follow him. Um, I needed to ask Jesus for his forgiveness and to trust him and accept him as my saviour, which I did. Now, life's not been all easy. You can ask my family that. They'll soon tell you that anyway. But I'm still trying, and with God's help, we're managing so that's right, Laurel. Mm. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm. Lynn, obviously, mm. mum's had a profound influence on your life. Yeah. Maybe share a little bit about how it's helped shape you as a follower of Jesus. Um, I think, mum, the way that you've always just shared your personal relationship with Jesus, that it was alive and it was active. Um, again, we saw you open your Bible at the bricky table, or um, it was always by the bed and um, study God's word. But I think more so even how you um, would share your prayers and how they were answered, um, but how they weren't answered as um, you might have thought as well. So the good and the sad um, with those, but always trusting that God had it um, in control. Yeah. So. Mm. It's uh, often the legacy that's being passed down. You don't realise as you get older, you see some of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lucy, yeah. 
you've obviously watched your gran and you've watched your mum as well too. Um, what have they done that's shaped your life? Oh, I'd definitely say um, the love they have for God has definitely come through with their parenting. Um, really lovely um, how that comes through. And I think they love to spend time with people. That's how they share that, share the, um, what they know. And um, I've been lucky enough to spend a lot of time with both of them, especially um, lucky with Gran, um, either helping out at the farm and either going to Melbourne shopping, which is really lovely. <laughs> Isn't Nan a bit of a shopper, is she? Oh, I think a bit of both of us, but yes. <laughs> she doesn't normally like shopping. <laughs> with Gran, it's great. <laughs> So, so who does all the talking on the train on the way down to do the shopping, Laurel? Is it you or is it uh, Lucy? No, well, I came home one day and said to Mervyn, oh, we had a great time, but Lucy prattled away all the way down and all the way back. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, that, that's, that's special. Uh, not a lot of uh, granddaughters get to have those kind of opportunities with their, with their grandmothers as well too, so you, you'll, you will cherish those, no doubt. Yeah. Laurel, uh, obviously you've been walking with Jesus now for many years uh, in terms of you come to faith as an 18-year-old. You look back, as you look back on your life, because you look back, you can see it clearly. Where have you seen God's faithfulness in part of your story? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, in meeting, meeting Mervyn, my husband, um, who's much, much less flappable, uh, flappable than I am, um, we married and uh, we were married five weeks, had a honeymoon and then we packed up all our wedding presents and put them in boxes and put them into Mervyn's bedroom at his parents' place and went down to Melbourne, to Melbourne Bible Institute for two years. Wow. Now we knew that that's where the Lord wanted us but that wasn't real easy. Um, was there any other married the, couples there just like yes, this? Yes, we were living in in a block of flats that had no kitchens, uh, just like a budget motel room with a couple of desks, no table. Um, everyone ate together, a hundred of us, at least a hundred of us. Um, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And, uh, you know, only been married five years, five, five weeks. Uh, that was rather difficult. Mm. Um, a bit of the novelty of being married was sort of got knocked off at that time. <laughs> um, yeah, it was difficult. Uh, and then for the next six weeks while we were there, we didn't sit down to a meal together. Um, in, although we sat at tables of eight, we didn't sit down to a meal together. We were either serving tables, doing vegetables, washing dishes and all those sorts of things. So that um, took the gloss off our marriage for a bit there. But um, God, is, God is faithful. We enjoyed the studies. We learned an awful lot about ourselves and found out that, you know, that Mervyn wasn't as good as I thought he was. <laughs> and, um, he must have been pretty good because you're still together. <laughs> And I wasn't perfect, I found out, uh, for a long way. So we learned a lot about ourselves in those first few weeks and probably the first two years. Uh, had a lot of fun too, and the studies were terrific. Um, and to, we're together still after um, uh, over half a century, so we've done pretty well. That's true. So that's God's faithfulness. <laughs>
But anyway, after the two years, we packed up and we went. We felt that the Lord was leading us to um, Western Australia. Um, during that time, Mervyn had sold up all of, all his farm equipment. I was 21. Mervyn was 27 at that time when we married. He sold up all his farm equipment to pay our fees to go to college. And then um, the Lord called us over to the West and we thought we'd be over there forever. Um, loved the work. Had difficulties like everybody else. Nothing's very is, uh, safe, uh, very smooth sailing. Uh, but after about four years that came and, four ch- and two children later, we realised that the, work, the government was closing down the work. And we came home and decided to buy my parents' farm. Now, I, th- I didn't think I was marrying a farmer. Mervyn had a pilot's licence by this time. And we thought we were going to be missionaries full-time over in the West. Um, but anyway, so that opportunity came up and we took it. And it's much easier to see things clearly when you look behind. You don't see things that clearly when you're doing them. Uh, but we felt this is where God wanted us, so we came back home and we bought my parents' farm. Uh, God's provision was amazing that we were able to do that. And uh, we worked hard, I suppose. But... Um, yeah, we had reasonable seasons and God really blessed us and we saw his faithfulness in that and I was able to go back teaching. Um, so we were, And then we were blessed with another daughter, so um, Janelle came along. Um, God is no man's debtor. Mm. We hear that people say that, but we found it. As you put your faith in God and as you trust him, he, he definitely just guides and helps you. So if you're going through tough times, just make sure that you um, trust him. That's good. Thank Finish. you, Laurel. Mm. Uh, very appropriate that we've been seeing some songs today around that's faithfulness right. <laughs> and goodness. And would you say that's been true uh, throughout your lives together as a married couple? Definitely. Yeah. Yes, and I couldn't help but think, and I whispered to Lucy during when we were singing, I said, they pick some pretty good songs, Lucy, <laughs> because they really do fit in with what, yeah. what we're visually talking about. Great. Yes. Wonderful. No, God's that's, love. That's good. Mm. Lynn, mm. a number of years ago, you had a bit of a health scare that mm-hmm. was obviously a fairly major thing in your life. Maybe share yeah. a little bit of that with us if you're happy to do that, and maybe how that's impacted then your growth towards spiritual maturity in Christ. Hmm. Okay, that was um, holidays. We were packing, getting ready to go on a nice getaway. Um, but yes, no, I wasn't very well. I had had a heart attack and ended up in hospital in ICU for... How, how quite, old were you? Uh, 40. 40. Officially 39. <laughs> oh, just before. All right. That's why we were going over. It was my 40th birthday coming up. So it was at that time. Um, but no, plans definitely changed and um, found myself in hospital for a while and then unwell for quite a bit of time. Um, it was very challenging. I had an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old. Um, they quickly became very good at doing the groceries and doing lots of things. Um, uh, but um, I think most people think that was the hard time, was um, when you're unwell. But I think um, that was a bit of a blur. It was the two years after that 
that was really challenging. Um, challenging in lots of ways in that I was trying to see, how's God good in this? Um, there was a little while, well, um, it's now one of my favourite songs, the song we sing, um, Christ is Enough. But I certainly questioned that for a little while there. Was Christ enough to get through this? Um, but he's certainly proven that. And it was a time that made me uh, look at who God is and really go searching for who he is and to just rediscover again how um, sovereign he is, how mighty he is, um, and to just feel his forgiveness, um, totally fresh and all new in that, and um, how loving, and then to just place my trust in him again. And in that then to grow in my ident- identity in knowing that I'm a child of God. Yeah. That, yes, I am forgiven, I'm loved, and um, he has got me in his hands. Yeah. So to just learn to trust and obey. Yeah. Mm. No, one, uh, no one uh, looks or yeah. thinks, puts their hand up for these kind of uh, things that happen in our lives. But mm. if you look back on that, is it something that even though it was difficult, you, you cherish what you learned? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in my spiritual walk, but even in our family. I know it was early in... Can I share what you said about... Lucy said to me, she was quite young, but she said, Mum, I think God allowed this to happen so you would spend more time with us. And so that was just as a family I don't thing. remember saying that. <laughs> no, well, I, I do. Um, but it certainly made me um, reevaluate all my priorities um, as, as a mum, but as a wife and as a daughter and as a teacher and a friend and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So, some, yeah, definitely a lot of good can come through those times. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luce, you've obviously spent a lot of time with Gran and your mum over the years. What are the qualities or characteristics, what are some of those that you see in them that's rubbed off into your life? Well, I'd definitely say that both have great hospitality, um, helping out the people that might be having a tough time or... Just, you know, spending time with those that might need the support. Um, they're also just very loving people, again, and generous and caring um, and very supportive. And I've definitely noticed that because um, they have um, very much looked after me, whether that be when I'm stressed with school or just coming to watch a sporting game or something. Yeah. You're leaving a good legacy behind there. That's great. Yeah. Lynn, uh, is there a particular verse of scripture that's been helpful to you as a mum? Yeah, well, this one, um, particularly the last eight years, um, these are some words of Jesus that he um, speaks of in John um, 16, verse 33, just after he's just explained to the disciples that he's going to um, die, his coming death, and um, how the Holy Spirit will come. So he says, um, I've told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So he tells us there will be trials, there will be grief, there will be suffering, um, but have peace. And I think that's so, so important. Be brave um, because Jesus is one. Yeah. Jesus is defeated. It's good. Yeah. Good. So, Luce, that's a good one for you to hang yeah. on to as you get older as well too. Yeah. yeah. Laurel, this room is full of families. And in particular, some young families. We've seen them up here this morning. They've uh, been dedicating their children. Uh, what would you say to a younger families today, knowing kind of what you know now, having lived life a little bit and being able to look back, what words of advice would you give to them today? 
I'd start to say by saying that our children are a gift from God. You might feel like throttling them sometimes, but they they are. Um, We were blessed that our children came to know and put their trust in Jesus at an early age. And I think it's important that we teach them, teach our children. Uh, Jesus did. When the disciples thought that, that seeing Jesus was all adult business, he said, let the children come. I think it's important if you've got a Bible it's, uh, with pictures in that to show your children that photo or that picture of Jesus with the children on their knee, that they realise that they're just as important as adults when it comes to church and everything else that you go to. Um, parents, it's our reso- responsibility to teach our children many things. We teach them don't touch the stove and don't you grab my hand to walk across a road don't neglect teaching them spiritual things mm. if you don't know very much find out and if you do share it with them even from when they're very tiny because they do understand more a lot more than what we give them um, credit for um, in God's timing I think that he makes he makes them uh, or brings them to himself. Um, it's it, parents teach, but it really is the Lord and the Holy Spirit working within in our children that brings them to come to know Jesus. So, I plead with parents: never stop praying for your children, and praying for the Lord's protection over them, um, no matter what age they are. Grandparents, everybody, because we, we know that we can all get tripped up at times. And one thing I'd like to remind you is that no matter how hard you work, there's no other possessions that we can take to, with us to heaven except our children. Mm. Mm, okay, mm. thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, if there was one thing you could say to your daughter or even your granddaughter... <laughs> People don't get this chance. Often uh, there are lost opportunities and maybe some of us here in this room today, we feel like some of those opportunities have been lost, but there's always the opportunity for influence. Uh, But uh, if you uh, could say one thing to Lynn or to uh, Lucy today, what would it be? Well, a favourite Bible section um, of mine has been Proverbs 3, and I'd like them to both go home and read read it. But I'm going to take parts of it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And down further it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And further down it says, Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. And then it says my, do- says my son, but I'm going to say my daughter and granddaughter, don't despise the Lord's discipline. Do not re- resent his re- rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. It's mm. good. Mm. Wonderful. Precious words from God. Amen. Mm. Absolutely. Laurel, Lynn, Luce, 
we, uh, we really do appreciate you uh, putting yourself up in front of everybody here because that does take a little bit of courage to do that. And just to share a little bit of your story today, and, and I would honestly think uh, as we're sitting here today, what this will do is it will start conversations with other people here in this room. I have no doubt that some of us have been encouraged or uh, maybe inspired a bit today by some of the things that you've shared. Uh, for some of us, maybe it's spoken hope into our lives that there's still a chance uh, to, uh, to maybe work on something or to keep bearing influence. Uh, as, as long as we have breath, we have opportunity for influence. And uh, we are really grateful for uh, what you've shared. Uh, Lucy, you have an incredible legacy that uh, sits out there in front of you as well too that you are following. Hey, why don't we put our hands together and thank our panel as they leave the platform. <laughs> wrap up our, our service together this morning. Uh, as they're heading down, uh, I have a little gift for you a little bit later on that uh, I will pass along some flowers that we'll give to them uh, on this special day as well too, but we really are grateful for having them share. Today we take the opportunity to, uh, to thank God for those women in our lives who have played that very, very special role. And as has been acknowledged today, for some of us, today it's a hard day because either we don't have our mother with us or maybe uh, we aren't a mother or we have lost children along the way. And for all of us, in a different way, Mother's Day can mean something uh, different uh, in, in different ways. But I, I do want to say at uh, the finish of our service this morning is that uh, today is an opportunity where we get to honour the women in our lives. Because all of us in this room have been impacted in one way or another by the significant uh, input or ministry of different women in our lives. You know, God's word does tell us that you are capable, that you are strong, and that you are worthy of praise. And for that, that's what we honor you with today. And uh, we trust that uh, wherever you might find yourself today, here in this room, online as well too, that uh, you would have an opportunity to be encouraged uh, as a result of, of a day of celebration that we have. I'm going to take a moment uh, and pray, and uh, at the conclusion of our service, the conclusion of me praying, uh, we, we are going to move from here. There's going to be tea and coffee being served. There's scones out there as well, so uh, that's always something to be excited about. But uh, we're also going to have some people down here at the front, our prayer team, that if you'd like someone to pray with you this morning as well, uh, they will be here as well. But would you stand with me uh, as uh, I close our service in prayer together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what we've just heard this morning. It's been an opportunity for us to have participated and to have sung of your praise, to declare that you are faithful, that you are good, not just in those moments of life where we feel good about that, but in every season of life, you are the ever-constant one. And we are so, so grateful for all of that. Father, when we praise you with song or the reading of your word, it's our way of being able to, to honor you. And when we give, that's just another option as well. But Father, we thank you for the, the chance to hear story and testimony today in a conversation. And uh, we want to just pray your blessing upon uh, Laurel and Lynn and Lucy. And we thank you for them and for that family and the extended family as well too. We thank you for the way in which you've been working in every generation. 
that it's because of, uh, of parents that have stood in the gap, that have prayed faithfully for their children, been on their knees beside a bed late at night, that God, another generation, grabs a hold of faith and continues to go on with that as well. Lord, right across this room today, we've got generations of men and women, and we are here, and this is a church which is vibrant and alive because men and women have taken seriously that responsibility to to speak into the lives of children or to influence the lives of young boys and girls, to serve in different capacities. And Father, for that, we are so, so grateful for a word that is held high, for a word that people are prepared to die for. God, we thank you for men, but today especially we thank you for women. Right across the life of our church and listening online today, who've had a profound influence into the lives of others. They are truly capable. They are strong. And because of you, they are worthy of praise. Father, we pray today that as we go from here, there would be a great sense of us being encouraged and inspired to keep living out our lives. Even if we aren't at a place yet where maybe we are married or we have children, God, thank you that you give us opportunity for influence right where we are. May that be the legacy of our story as well together today. And we pray that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. I trust you have a wonderful day. And please enjoy having some scones, jam and cream on us here at Bendigo Baptist Church. God bless. Have a great week.